0: Welcome to Talkin' Dusty. Each episode will introduce new students and families to the various resources and support structures including faculty and staff here at TAMIU to help you with your successful transition to the Dust Devil family. Now here's your host, Dr. Nicholas Hudson, Director of the Office of Student Orientation, Leadership and Engagement.
1: Thank you for tuning in Dust Devils. Once again, my name is Dr. Nicholas Hudson and I have the privilege and honor of serving as the Director of the Office of Student Orientation, Leadership and Engagement here at TAMIU. Today, we are going to have a conversation about residence life and what it's like living in the residence halls, both for your Dusty Camp experience, as well as for those of you who actually will be living here in the residence halls. I have two wonderful guests with us today. We have uh, Manny Vela, the Director of Housing and Residence Life, and Jaden Gray, an orientation leader who's also lived three years in the residence hall. And so we're going to have a wonderful conversation. Once again, the Talking Dusty podcast is a new venture from the Seoul office as a way to connect with incoming Dust Devils and their parents and family members in a manner that best prepares them for their orientation experience and ultimately their first year here at TAMIU. Each episode will feature different TAMIU administrators and staff as we discuss different topics that will enable your successful transition to our Dust Devil family. Today's topic, once again, is on housing and residence life, we're going to delve into the move-in process. We're going to delve into a little bit of COVID safety protocols. We're also going to talk about the importance of living in a residence hall and how that really shapes your collegiate experience and how truly unique it can be when you live in the residence hall. So once again, uh, we have with us two guests today. Uh, uh, Manny, go ahead and introduce yourself, where you're from, um, a little bit about yourself as well.
2: Hi, everyone. My name is Manuel Vela, but I'm called Manny. Everybody knows me as Manny. Um, and I am from Laredo, Texas. I'm actually uh, from Texas AM International University. I graduated with my bachelor's degree in business administration and my master's degree in international business. I've since returned to uh, Laredo after traveling around and, and working at different institutions. And now I'm back and, and ready to work with our future Dust Devils.
1: Wonderful! Thank you so very much, Manny. And then we have Jaden Gray, orientation leader. Uh, go ahead and uh, talk to let us a little about yourself.
0: Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Jaden Gray. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Um, I've already been at Temu for three years. I'm studying biology with a minor in music. Um, music performance. I play the violin, and that's. Just a little bit of me,
1: yeah. Great. So you've been living in the residence halls for three years. We're going to get into your story a little bit here. But here at um, Tamu, let's call our listeners here, Manny, what are the different options that they have available? What does what our residence life look like? What does our housing options look
2: like? Sure. So for first-time freshmen or incoming students, uh, regardless of the classification, we always uh, ask students to try and live at the residential learning community. Uh, at least for one semester. So that way they get an opportunity to network and get to know other dust devils here at TAMIU. At the residential learning community, we have various floor plans that meet a variety of different needs from our students, from a standard unit where you share a restroom with your roommate to a living room uh, space where you can hang out and host different uh, study sessions. The The other thing is we also offer one-bedroom, one-bath apartments in the residence halls, which allows students a little bit more privacy as well as uh, the opportunity to have a kitchen to cook for themselves.
1: That's awesome. I didn't realize that we actually had a single apartment in the residential learning community. So for our first-time freshmen, we got the residential learning community. Then we also have another property. What's that other property that we have here?
2: The other property is university village that's an apartment style living for our students most of our upperclassmen uh, students actually go and reside there and the primary reason why we ask students to transition over to university village is to help prepare them for when they finally decide to move off campus and you know wear the big boy or big girl pants they're able to go out there and be prepared for. Uh, what life holds for them.
1: Oh, that's absolutely right. Like, we talked about at our first episode this concept of independence, right? And the necessity for our students, whether you're a first-time freshman or a transfer student, to actually understand that and build the skill set that they'll need to be successful adults, right? Like, there's this I mean, I remember back to my uh, time living with a roommate at the University of Oregon, and it was vastly different than what they have here. I was just talking with our orientation leaders earlier, and it's like, man, I wish we had some of these things, right? Like, uh, And so it's super wonderful. And I'm assuming, Manny, that there are different price points, right? So you talked about the different needs that students have. Not only are there your personal needs, right? Like, maybe I don't want to be in with a roommate, right? Because I've never lived with another person, right? I may not have that. Or there's... uh, potential bunking situations, maybe not this year because of COVID but uh, and COVID protocols, but there are opportunities to do it based off of different price points. Or can you talk a little bit about pricing and how that works as well? Maybe financial aid, does that kick in? How does that look?
2: Right. So each different floor plan has its own specific price per semester. And what we do is we provide students the opportunity to split up their semesterly costs into four different installments. Mm. So depending on the floor plan that you have, you'll have a specific price for the semester that's split up into four installments. And so financial aid will actually be able to take a look and see how much you are going to be billed for the semester outside of tuition and fees and uh, the specific meal plan that you select for uh, the time that you'll be staying with us and your housing costs. And they will go ahead and apply that automatically to your outstanding balance. And then depending on what balance you have outside of that, or if financial aid has covered everything, we'll communicate with you and inform you of where you stand.
1: Great. So there's, um, if I heard you correctly, financial aid can easily cover for many students, depending on your financial aid package, as every financial aid package is unique. Some students have to take out student loans to, to to do that, or maybe your Pell Grant will be able to cover it because you have another type of scholarship or things of that nature. But they do have the opportunity to work not only with the university through payment installments, but also uh, I'm assuming working with uh, housing and residence life folk to pay rent maybe on a monthly basis or...
2: Right, and that's that's the beauty of living on campus. One of the perks that you get is the fact that we are very flexible with our students. And so, when a student it decides to live with us, we will wait the appropriate amount of time to where financial aid actually disperses funds and helps cover your installments for the specific semester. Whereas, if you decide to live off campus, the apartment complexes might not be as flexible as we are here.
1: That's such a great perk to have, especially when you're working through financial aid, and I appreciate that. Uh, Here, Manny. You know, and I look at this like, and maybe I'm gonna uh, throw this question to first to to Manny here, and then we'll get Jaden in here. But Manny, why would I live in the residence hall? Like, why should anyone live in the residence halls? Right? Like,
2: I think the experience of living on campus is probably one of the most beautiful things that you can do during your collegiate uh, time. And primarily because you have the opportunity to network with a variety of different students and build those relationships that you wouldn't have otherwise done so outside of living on campus. Now, those relationships you carry with you for the rest of your life. I know that I am still very, very close with a lot of the uh, individuals that lived with me or, or that I had class with and we'd host study sessions together and, and whatnot. So it, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for you to have that uh, and carry it with you. Uh, on top of that, while you live on campus, we provide you so many opportunities, not only to improve yourself uh, in a, in a per- personal manner, but also in a professional manner. And so we provide a bunch of different types of events and programs and Give you the tools that you need to be successful as you prepare to enter the "quote unquote" real world.
1: That's awesome. So, Jaden, let's talk a little bit about what it's like you living in, right? Like, so um, you said you're from Chicago. I mean, I'm from Wisconsin, so like an hour and a half away. I uh, uh, know exactly where you're from. In, I mean, in Chicago, not exactly where, but I know thereabouts. But you came close to 2,000 miles away to your <laughs> college experience, right? This is awesome, but like you're like, where do I live? Right? Like, so I'm assuming you're like, I got to live in the residence halls. But tell us about your experience living in your first year and now maybe your second and third year living in.
0: Yeah, the first year um, I came to the residence learning community, um, as uh, Manny had mentioned, most of the freshmen do end up living there. And I think it was very convenient that I ended up there first because um, I had the room where it was just two roommates and I shared the bathroom. So I did have my privacy, which I did really like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't as expensive as the one where I had like the living room space. Um, But I really like living there because I got to communicate with some of the students that live either in my building or in other buildings. And we would go to this space that was like on every floor and we would like play games or we would have like study sessions in there, which was really nice. Um, So, yeah, I really enjoyed living in that uh, like learning community first before heading to the UV Mm -hmm. because that's a completely different transition. I bet. Yeah. Right. Because there you're actually a little more on your own. You have to really rely on your own resources a little more because you have to buy your own food, Um, you have to clean your own space because there's a kitchen, there's a living room. Um, But the transition wasn't too difficult for me, but um, I think I, I really like living on campus. It's very accessible. Um, I don't have a car, so I just walk to my classes, like, five, ten minutes. If I forget forget something, oh, I'll just walk to my dorm and I'll get it, and I'm already there in class. That's
1: awesome. And, you know, I think um, you had a terrific experience uh, thus far, Mm -hmm. and so thank you for sharing. But, you know, when I think about it, like, it wasn't just out-of-state students that were living in the RLC or international students. Were there also students from Laredo there?
0: Actually, yes, I did meet a few that either were from Laredo or maybe like 30 minutes outside of Laredo. So they were pretty close by, but they wanted that sense of... um what's it called? Independence. So they wanted to be away from home. So they decided to, you know, come live in the UV or the RLC.
1: That's awesome. And I'm assuming also a sense of community, right? Like yeah, if you're not, like, even if you were from Laredo, you may be one of the few people, let's say you went to Harmony, right? One of the few people that are coming from Harmony and um, don't know many folks here, right? And so this is a way for you to make a community. I think when I think back on my collegiate experience, I went to, as I said earlier, went to the University of Oregon for my undergrad and I had no idea what to expect. As a first-generation college student, I was like, residence halls? What do you mean? Right? Like, here I was. I actually had gone to college uh, campuses in Wisconsin a few times for summer camp, right? So uh, for a week-long camp. So I actually had experience staying in a residence hall. But I remember it was shared community showers. And I'm like, this is not for me. <laughs> and I'm like, no way, shape, or form. You know, but one of the things I was placed in, I got to choose, because I think a lot of things that we think about residence life, it's choices, right? You get to choose your apartment. You get to choose, and we'll talk a little bit of here uh, in a bit, about roommates, right? Like you get to choose some of those preferences or your likes, dislikes, in terms of what you're interested in. But, you know, I got to choose the type of residence hall that I wanted to, and I wanted to live, one, in a co-ed dorm, right? And I, you know, a co-ed floor. But I also knew I wanted my own private bathroom not my own private bathroom, but a a bathroom in our room. And so the style of it was me and eight feet away is my roommate. We didn't have separate rooms. We were still in the shared room, but we had our own private bathroom. And it was great. Um, our floor, our university had, that's where they placed all the student-athletes. And uh, so I was able to meet international students uh, and other student-athletes who I'm still friends with today. Um, And so you're right, Manny, as you said earlier, you make these lifelong connections with your residence hall uh, friends uh, that you'll keep forever. And so, you know, I I do want to stress that there's a lot of options out there and to not necessarily
2: box yourself in, right? Like Right. And and I mean, the, I think the biggest difference here uh, living on campus at TAMU versus some other institutions is the fact that you still have your privacy. You everybody has their own individual bedroom. Uh, yes, you might share a, a restroom with your roommate, but you're sharing it with one other person at the most three other people especially at University Village, whereas in other institutions you share a restroom with you know, thirty other individuals or forty other. Individuals. Yeah, that's right.
1: I I still find that so interesting that this concept. And even, don't get me wrong, I lived in a fraternity house, so I did have the shared uh, uh, communal uh, showers and things, and so that's always an interesting experience. But. That is actually one of the things I love the most about when I visit these beautiful, absolutely beautiful residence halls. And they're broken up into four, especially the residential learning community, broken up into four different buildings, right? In the middles, the pool. I mean, who wouldn't want to live at a place, especially if you don't have a pool, have a pool that's out there, has little fire pits and different barbecue areas, basketball. What are some of the other, what are some of the amenities I guess one could expect
2: here? at TAMIU. Sure. Our Dust Devils experience a variety of different amenities from the fact that we have a swimming pool, like you said, we have basketball court, a volleyball court. We're actually upgrading some of our study lounge areas and we're including, um, like for example, a gaming room that has arcade games. We are also including like a little workout area for our students and where they can go do some yoga and we'll provide them some yoga mats, um, Outside of that, we also provide a 24 hour service for every single one of our students. So in the event that they need access to anything or need assistance, our staff is always readily available from our student staff, which we call resident assistants, to our uh, administrative staff, which are managers on call and maintenance as well. So if you have an, an emergency in the evenings or at night when the offices are closed, then you will be able to go ahead and have somebody come out here and help you regardless of what the situation may be.
1: That's awesome. A Couple of other amenities um, that I can think of that I'm pretty positive you have are, you have free internet,
2: right? You have free cable.
1: Right, right, we have cable,
2: internet, it's all inclusive of utilities. So you don't have to make any other payments, uh, such as water, trash, Uh, all of that is already included in your rental installment.
1: Unlike those that are in a uh, apartment, right? When you go to an apartment off campus, you don't, you have to pay all those things. And you actually don't even know how to sometimes navigate that, right? Like your yeah. electricity is actually paid for.
2: Yeah, your... definitely. I mean, if you live off campus, uh, you'd have to set up your own Wi Fi, your own internet and cable. You'd have to set up your own water, your own electricity. And so it can be a little bit cumbersome for students. Uh, whereas here, you literally, show up, pick up your key, and you (laughs) plug in, you're done.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's so unique, right? And when I was here, let's talk a little bit about, uh, one of the other things I forgot to mention, or we forgot to mention at all, is you get free laundry, right? Like, that is so awesome. I mean, I kind of knew how to do laundry, and I found that was to be one of the most daunting things, but I had to pay like three bucks a load or maybe it was a bucket load, I remember. But it was an amount that I had to pay in the past, and I'm like, man, but y'all get it for free. Uh, And some beautiful clubhouses as well. Right,
2: right. And in our clubhouses, we have our laundry rooms, which, like you said, are free. So you can wash and dry for free. Uh, A lot of our students do prefer to wash in the evening time or at night, just because uh, it's probably a little less occupied. But we also have computer labs in our uh, clubhouses, which if for whatever reason your computer breaks down or you need to print, you can go into our clubhouses and print in our computer labs. And, and, it, and all of that is free of charge.
1: That's so wonderful. So not only are you getting a lovely facility with a lot of amenities, but you're also getting this unique thing uh, in terms of programming. So let's talk a little bit about um, some of the programming that we do. And so I think Part of that programming is the roommate situation, so let's talk a little bit, a bit here with Jaden. Let's walk us through. Do you remember how, when you were a first-year student, you were coming in, you had applied to live in the RLC? How did you like move through that process with a roommate, right? Did you know who you are going to room with already?
0: Well, thankfully, I did know one person in TAMU, TAMU, and she did live on on campus. So she was like, oh, well, you can be my roommate because we've already known each other before we came to TAMU. And I was like, okay, perfect. Tell me what room you're in, what building. And we filled that out super quick. So I was thankful. I'm like, I'm thankful enough that that process was super easy because she helped me through it. And then that was really easy because I already knew her. We had been friends for a while, and she was my roommate, and that was
1: it was super done easy, done. right? Yeah, done so if done. you know someone already, let's say you're from Laredo, or like let's say you're coming from the Valley, and you know some other people from Roma, let's say you're from Roma, you could easily uh, connect with other people already, right? Let's. So, right. Manny, walk us through that roommate selection process. How do students, and I'm sure they already received emails
2: and they know all this stuff already, but
1: like let's walk through some of that here.
2: Sure, so here during the summertime, once we have a sufficient pool enough of students that have already secured their housing for the upcoming academic year, we provide them uh, a link where they can go through and select their roommates. Now, the nice thing is, uh, I like to think of the program sort of like (laughs) Match.com, where you can fill out your personal profile and you let somebody know, hey, this is who I am, this is what I like, these are my study habits or my living habits. And you can shop around for your roommate. You can look around and see, you know what? I really like this person. I want to go in room with them. Um, it's down to the point where you can select who you want to live with and the exact location of the community where you want to live
1: at. Wow. That is, I think, one of the perks rather than, Tammy, you rather than other institutions, other institutions don't actually have, may not have, let me say they don't have, they may not have that capacity. You may just be randomly assigned some not They still take in your preferences, right? Like you don't want to, if you don't want to be around smokers, you don't have to be around smokers, for example. Or if you are a late riser, like you go to bed super late, you're a night owl, uh, they're not going to put you with someone who's going to be a super early riser, right? Like
2: Definitely. And it goes back down to the conversation you were having or what you were mentioning a little earlier that we provide all of our dust devils the opportunity to make their own choices. So we empower our dust devils to go out there and select what they want, when they want, and we customize um, a lot of, of what we do based on their needs and their wants. Great. So let's move a little
1: bit over to, um, you know, uh, the food, right? Like, I'm in the RLC. Did you have a kitchen, Jaden? I did not. You did not. No. So then how did you eat? Like, let's talk through, like, how did you as a student eat?
0: Uh, well, my freshman year, I did have a meal plan. I don't remember which meal plan it was, but I remember it was more of the meals and the dusty dollars, uh, which I guess didn't really work for me but you know you live and you learn <laughs> yeah um but yeah uh it would just be I think three meals a day uh throughout the week and I think on the weekend it was um like a brunch and a dinner and honestly the food was pretty good like I really enjoy like the different options they have and like if there was a holiday they would make a food for like that certain holiday it was really cool and then I think my favorite part about like eating in the diner was you would meet like a bunch of new people. I met a lot of people in the diner. That's how I made most of my friends.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. The food, I actually am addicted to Dusty's Diner. It's really good. Their desserts Oh man, I can't. So I'm like, I'm super <laughs> glad right now. I'm like, I don't have a meal plan right now. I don't have it. I, I It was my downfall, especially as a freshman. I did gain that freshman 15. And, uh, and I'm
2: glad you bring that up because I feel like fr- the freshman 15 is not a myth. It's true.
1: It's so true, right? Like I was like, oh, if we had some waffles they would make on the mm-hmm. weekend, so you could have like waffles and brunch. Anyway, it was delicious. But um, but let's walk through. I mean, there's different price points and we're going to bring Don later this summer. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about uh, the dining options, unless, Manny, you want to bring some up right now? Yeah, well,
2: just just uh, real quick, um, we work very closely with dining services, and, and the three residential meal plans that are provided are the traditional meal plans, which are 300 meals per semester, um, and that's basically you visiting Dusty's Diner for every single meal. And just like Jaden mentioned, you, know, you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then over the weekends, you have brunch and dinner, which is a lot of food because it's buffet style. So <laughs> yes. you're eating nonstop. Um, and then we have the other two where they're a little bit more customizable and you have the the Flex Plan, which is 250 meals. And then you have a certain amount of uh, Dusty Dollars, which you can spend at either like Chick-fil-A or Starbucks and other eateries. And then you have your My Plan, which is just slightly lower than the Flex Plan.
1: Great. And so all of those are different price points. They're all available Uh, Online, and they're also uh, linked inside of your guidebook app for those of you who've already downloaded your guidebook. So, um, we talk about food. Uh, We talked, I think I heard you earlier, Manny, say that the residential learning community also has kitchens or is that just in the university village
2: right so we have community kitchens at the residential learning community they're at the center on the first floor of every building uh down in the center now they are communal kitchens so everybody does have access Uh, you are always more than welcome to go and use them the only thing is i would always caution don't leave your giant gallon of milk there because you may not have enough for uh, when you want your cereal. So while we do provide our students with a, a micro fridge, uh, we don't ever recommend anyone leave things in the, in the kitchen. Now, go host your dinner parties. Invite me. I love to eat. But, uh, but no, don't. Uh, it's more communal.
1: Great. So that's that's wonderful, right? So if you are a foodie, you want to cook, you want to test out cooking, there's more than wonderful opportunity there for you to do so inside of it. Now, you know, I'm sure that those spaces and other spaces you mentioned earlier, programming. So let's talk through some of the programming opportunities that are available there. you had mentioned residential, residence assistants, RAs. Uh, and so let's talk a little bit about what are some of the programs that take place inside of the residence halls to support our first year as well as transfer student populations?
2: Yeah, well, we actually collaborate very closely with a variety of different departments on campus. And so we can go from uh, having a uh, career workshop with career services, or we can uh, work with dining services and have cooking classes. We also host loteria nights, or we'll have bingo, or we'll have pool parties, uh, volleyball competitions we host a variety of different events that uh, fluctuate depending on on what topic we're trying to help our students with and aside from the ideas that we come up with or the collaboration we have with the different departments we always encourage our dust devils to come and speak to their resident assistants to let them know of, of a particular event that they would like to do so like for example we had a lot of uh, artists that were coming up uh, that were living with us that were coming up to one of our ras uh, over this last semester. And they said, we would really like f- to convert the clubhouse into a little art gallery. And so oh, that's awesome. We were able to convert an, an entire section of the clubhouse just to showcase the artwork of our students. That's
1: phenomenal, right? Like I love, we have some truly talented students, not only in you know the visual arts, but also in, in other areas. I mean, you yourself, Jaden, play the violin. That is an art form in and of itself. So I'm, I'm super appreciative of that. So walk us through from at least maybe the student perspective here, Jaden, going to one of these events, these community building events or things of that nature. What's it like, right? Like you're there, maybe you're bright eyed, bushy tailed, brand new freshman, like if you can remember back that far, but like, what's that like? <laughs>
0: Uh, well, my freshman year, I remember there was something almost every other day. I couldn't go because my classes would run um almost all day. But when I could go, it was pretty packed. Usually my freshman year, there was always students at these events. If it was like maybe an art, you make an art project or you make a stress ball or you make or they give out like free food and you're doing like a little mixer in the in the clubhouse, it was always something going on. And I really enjoyed seeing people like in and out of the clubhouse because I really like seeing like everyone out, and you know, doing stuff and like mingling and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, which is great, right? That's how you meet other people. You know, one of the things that I often say to folks is like, we talked about this on our first episode, getting outside of our comfort zone, right? These are what these events, I'm assuming, are geared towards. Not only are there the career readiness skills or the skills that we think that you'll need as you enter into the workforce or as you graduate. But also it's like, yo, you probably don't know anyone, right? Like I knew no one, right? Like how do we build a community without having those events? I wouldn't even know. So that's why one of the things I appreciate with. So these RAs, describe a little bit more about the RAs and what are they here, Manny, and and how do they play a role in um, student success?
2: Yeah, so uh, all of our dust devils are assigned a resident assistant, and the resident assistant has a specific area that they're involved in or responsible for in each of our communities. Now, a resident assistant is a an individual who is a leader within our community, and so they're specifically handpicked because of their leadership abilities and their knowledge of the campus. And so mm-hmm. they're out there to be that's a awesome. support system for all of our students. Uh, they're there to I, I consider them the Google of TAMU. Oh, that's so, so great. Yeah, that's so they, awesome. They will provide you information about anything you may need to know as well as just be a, a you know, a shoulder to cry on in case, you know, you miss mom or dad in the middle of the night. Uh, they're there to be able to support you regardless of what needs you may have.
1: That's awesome. Um, they, I mean, these are the folks that are there providing you access to your room. Let's say you get locked out. Let's say that doesn't happen, but let's say it did, right, or something happened with your room. They're the ones that on call. The on call system, so let's transition a little bit here to safety. Let's walk through the on call system. Have you ever had to contact an, uh, the RA on call or something of that nature, Jaden, without getting too specific, but like um. –
0: Probably every year that I've been here, I've, I've had to call an Ariane call. For whatever reason it was, I've had to.
1: Yeah. So, and I'm assuming, you know, knowing that they are here on campus, knowing that you have someone there 24 hours a day who's able to answer your concerns or needs, you, the level of safety is probably so high, right? Like I think, you know, when many people think of living in the residence hall, they're like, are they safe? Do I feel good? Do I feel comfortable living in this space? So let's talk about safety here. Talk about your perspective on safety in the residence halls here, Jaden.
0: Uh, well, in the ROC, it's like a gated community. So, in, in terms of safety, it's pretty safe, honestly. And even like if you're walking out throughout the night, like in just in that small little area, there's usually one or two R.A. also walking through. Maybe not as like late at night, but then there's also U.P.D. like making their runs around the R.L.C. and the U.V. as well. So in terms of safety, I'd say like both communities are pretty safe. That- and I'm right. glad to
2: hear that Jaden is actually noticing all of these things because outside of having a gated community and having our on-call staff there at all times, she made you know she hit the the nail right on the head. We have UPD here that's twenty four seven, and they're constantly doing rounds. And our University Police Department uh, responds to any emergency within two to three minutes.
1: Oh, that's fantastic! That's fantastic. You know we do appreciate our. Um, police officers and keeping us safe here. You know, let's transition a little bit about COVID, right? Like, I think everyone's mind is all about COVID safety. We've had students in the residence halls this entire time, right? And so let's walk us through what are some of the COVID safety protocols that we have in place? I know not everything's firmed up for the fall yet, but let's talk a little bit about COVID safety protocols that are currently in place. And what should our future Dust Devils, our incoming class, be expecting as they move through here, Manny?
2: So when COVID hit, we made a lot of changes to our community. And so we have signage throughout the entire property that reminds students of different ways or different practices that they can incorporate in their daily life to keep themselves healthy. Outside of that, we installed hand sanitizing stations at every entry point and in every hallway for our students. So outside of that, it really helps our students to constantly you know, be sanitizing themselves uh, as they enter or leave the building, and then it, at at our entry of our clubhouses, we are able to help our students with sufficient physical distancing so that we don't ever make our students feel uncomfortable.
1: That's great. So there's social distancing that's going on. We're practicing good um, hygiene. Really, um, you know, we're we're continuously assessing the situation uh, overall, and I think that's one of the unique things about here at TAMU, right? Like. Uh, and any residence hall, but in general, like we are trying to keep our residents safe. And that's really TAMIU's um, number one focus is student safety, faculty, staff safety. All the protocols that have been in place related to COVID that will continue to be put into place related to COVID are all ensuring the safety and success of our students, faculty, and staff, right? We are a TAMIU family. Dust Double family. And we try to really ensure that everyone um, is able to move around their day-to-day lives in a way that makes sure maintains their safety. And I, I do want to stress that. And we'll have on a future episode talking more about TAMU's COVID protocols as it approaches fall semester as we go back to a face-to-face environment. But I know it's quite different here in the residence halls as we get there. So between now and the start of the semester. What should residents and future residents be expecting from Housing and Residence Life?
2: I think the biggest thing is a lot of communication. We send out tons of emails. And on a monthly basis, we send out newsletters with tips and tricks on how to prepare for the awesome. upcoming semester. So it really gives you sort of a breakdown as to what you should be doing at that specific time in order, so, in order to avoid having to feel the stress of, moving. So uh, one, check your emails constantly. Very, very important. Two, answer your phone because (laughs) we may call you and we may Uh, give you some additional updates. Students don't do that as (laughs) much as they should, right? (laughs) Um, And then uh, three, check our social media pages. We are always providing a lot of information in terms of what we're doing, what's pending, what needs to happen, and what events are coming up that might be of benefit to you.
1: So let's move a little bit kind of in that topic here. Um, move in. So I'm going to actually turn it over to Jaden. When you came here, you're from Chicago. Did you fly down or did you drive down? I, I drove down. You drove down. I so did. you brought stuff with you then, yes. right? So your family, uh, uh, larger uh, support network brought you down. You brought, what did you bring? Like, thinking of, like students, I know they'll get some communication from Housing residents' Residence Life, but what did you bring? Like, what are some of the items that you're like, I absolutely would brought this, or I wish I brought this.
0: Uh, Well, from what I remember, I brought, like, the basics. Like, I brought, like, bedding, pillows. I brought some books, paper, like, supplies, and, like, bathroom stuff, towels, all that good stuff. Honestly, I think I prepared myself fairly well um, when it came to moving in especially because I communicate with my roommate and since she had lived here the year before she was like oh make sure not to forget this or like while on your way can you bring this as well because you're you're gonna need it and I was like okay like I'll listen to her because she's already been here in the year so I'm pretty sure I came fairly prepared uh, as i came down i love that because
2: that's one thing that we always encourage our students to do communicate with your roommate whether it's somebody that you know or somebody that you're just meeting for the first time get on the same page because you don't want to show up with like two televisions and now you're competing to see whose television (laughs) is going to go in the living room or you know you you bring you know three gaming systems and you're like well Which one do we use? So uh, I really recommend always communicating with your roommate.
1: Great. So, you know, we also want to prepare our students for Dusty Camp. So what is one of the things that, uh, what are things, excuse me, what are things that students should bring with them for their overnight here at Dusty Camp Jaden?
0: Well, for sure, bring a pillow, um, blanket, you know, bedding, because that's something I did forget when I came down, so I was just on a mattress, because I was too nervous to, like, ask anyone. Um, I would say, I'm not, I don't remember if there was, like, toilet paper, like, Mm -hmm. um, stuff to clean, I don't remember if there was that, like, soap, toothbrush, Whatever you need, necessities to maybe take a shower, clean your face, stuff like that. But I mean, other than that, it's just like, you know, it's an overnight thing. So don't overpack either, but you know, bring the things that you would probably use on a daily basis.
1: Yeah. So I believe that they are stocked with toilet paper so you don't yeah, need to bring your I own toilet paper, yeah, but you do need to bring a towel yes. and toiletries. Mm-hmm. Should bring comfortable shoes, right? Like you're going to be out there um, you know, we are not um we're going to have activities and so you're going to at night activities and it's going to be hot. It's going to be 100 and and five, maybe or uh, probably, because it's Laredo, right? Like Laredo Heat. But uh, you know, you're gonna want to bring things that are gonna make you feel comfortable, especially if you're staying overnight. And you know, this year we have optional overnight stay for Dusty Camp. And so, um, you know, for those that are staying, you'll, we will communicate more with you as well. But we just want you to to be mindful of like. Bring that pillow and blanket so you don't be like, Jaden, here. Oh, I feel so bad. I wish you would have told us someone. We would have tried to get you a pillow or blanket. But, but, you know, I think that's uh, one of the important things as you're coming through here with you uh, is to remember you need to bring your bedding for the overnight experience. Um, You know, when I think about this here, uh, Manny... What are some of the improvements? Earlier you said they're doing some amenity improvements, but what are some of the other improvements
2: going on right now in the residence halls? So, we've just recently upgraded our game room at the residential really, learning community. Awesome. So, we have a billiards table, we have ping pong in there. Uh, we're upgrading a lot of our areas to include smart TVs so that students can connect to those televisions and be able to pro- possibly do group projects or just simply connect to Netflix and yeah. have a movie night. That's awesome, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, outside of that, we are upgrading. Uh, we removed one of our sand volleyball courts and decided to create a, a field so that students can actually have have a place to possibly have a picnic or, uh, oh, that's you know, play some field that. games yeah, that's and, great. and it gives students more options other than just volleyball.
1: Yeah. A little cornhole here and there is yeah. always fun um, or just opportunity to hang out there. And I think that's one of the great things, right? Like there's barbecue pits right? If I'm not mistaken. So you can have a little barbecue, a little salo, if you'd like here um, within reason, you know, making great decisions as college students, but uh, making sure that they can do that. So that's awesome that there's all of those um, kind of updates going on here. Now, that's a continual basis, right? Like we annually do improvements to our residence. Right. We
2: continuously work on the communities. And so, Like, for example, a couple of years ago, right before COVID, we were working on our pond area over by University Village, and we cleaned it out. It looks fantastic, and we've been able to keep up with it, which now attracts a lot of our our students out there. Uh, This past year, during COVID time, we decided to focus a little bit more on the residential learning community. And provide students a few more options so that when they came back this upcoming fall semester uh, they didn't necessarily just see the same things that other students have been seeing year over year it provided it will provide them an opportunity to uh, have a little bit of a different experience and so for those students that are coming for dusty camp we're super excited and for those that decided not to hopefully after this they might be interested in
1: Yeah, absolutely. No matter what, all dusty campers are going to go to the residence halls, period, right? So you're going to see them no matter what. It's just whether or not you're staying overnight, which we hope you do. Remember, it's still optional (laughs) to move uh, up until a week before the dusty camp. So you're locked in thereafter. Um, What are some of the main messages that you want to leave our first year students with, right? So whether you're a transfer student or a um, first year student here, Jaden, what's like a tip for success for our future Dust Devils?
0: I would say um, in terms of like success, find your way to do your own thing. So in terms of like studying, maybe you don't study in your dorm all the time, maybe find a, a space where you can do that every time you study so then it becomes routine or if you need like a place to cool down maybe you don't want to do that outside of your dorm you want to go to your dorm set maybe some nice music you want to read a book you know have like a routine for yourself because honestly in my opinion routines are good to keep you sane throughout the semester um but yeah for in my opinion those are some things that i would recommend
1: i love that finding that routine right we continuously stress this concept of time management right Mm -hmm. and Developing a routine is a wonderful strategy towards managing your time successfully as a college student. And as an adult here, I mean, <laughs> in general, having a routine is perfect. Even oh, yeah. for my four-year-old daughter, that routine is is super important for her as well. Here, Mandy, what's another tip that you would give some of our first-year students moving in?
2: I would say, don't be afraid to talk to us. I think a lot of the students Mm, sometimes feel maybe intimidated or they may feel like, oh, we might be bothering them. Trust me, you are no bother at all. We always want to make sure that we're here to support our students and to help them with whatever needs they may have. So coming to us, whether you have a maintenance emergency or if you just have a simple question as to how do I talk to my roommate? these are things that we want to be able to help navigate with you and, and go through the journey with you.
1: That's awesome. You know, one of the things that I remember most, my RA 20 years ago is when I was in, lived in the residence hall. His name was Kyle and he was so unique um, in helping me navigate. I mean, I had a roommate problem. Um, I was like, my roommate, we did not, like he was from Arizona. I was from Wisconsin two totally different things. He was a bio major. I was a political science. Like, we just didn't connect right away. And I was like, I want to move. I moved out, moved in with someone else I'd made great friends with. And then afterwards, my old roommate and I became great friends. <laughs> and the person that I lived with, uh, who I thought I'd be great friends with, we didn't end up meshing well. So you never know. But talking to my resident assistant and connecting with our housing residents' life folk was probably one of the better ways to navigate uh, my time living in the residence halls. And so I would absolutely agree with you. But I, th- on top of that, I think another um, avenue that would be beneficial for everybody is to take advantage of all the u- unique opportunities, right? like We continue to stress, here at TAMIU, we want you to create your own unique TAMIU experience. And I think that's one of the things that you get to do in the residence halls. Definitely. One of the, the, the greatest things of living in the residence halls um, is the fact that no one's going to have the same experience, right? And so if you're from Laredo and you want a little bit of independence, right, come live in the residence halls. I think that you will be able to really have that unique experience as well as develop some of those skill sets that you'll need. Eventually, when you get a partner and you want to move out on your own and, uh, you know, move out of mom and dad's house, uh, you'll be able to do that, right? Like you will be able to cook for yourself at least uh, or at least have to. But I think part of that is... um, is taking advantage of those opportunities, whether it's uh, programming put on by the housing and residence life folk, the resident assistants, just hanging and chilling with one of your friends, right, like down the hall, playing video games, right, till late in the morning, uh, or just being mindful of what it is. But I think this gets us back to this other concept of independence, right? This concept of independence that I think a lot of our college students are needing to navigate through. We're, you're going to encounter... Um, moments in time that are going to be stressful, that are going to be challenging, where you may get into a funk, you may become a little depressed, your anxiety may increase. And in that level of independence, utilizing the resources that are available here, the resident assistants, the housing residence life staff, our wonderful friends at student counseling and disability services are able to assist you. But one of the key concepts that we want all of our first year students as well as our transfer students to to recognize is independence um, comes with being resilient right and developing those resiliency skills where you do encounter something that may be challenging for you that you've never encountered in forever in your life like maybe it's a dirty roommate right like you've always been clean and that's bound to happen you're gonna have that conversation with your roommate like hey, can you clean up after yourself here, my friend, right? like, Or can you do X, Y, and Z, right? Because, you know, this is invading on my space or this isn't conducive to wherever I am. Navigating through that conflict and being resilient whenever you do find that you've ran into some obstacles is going to be super important for your time here at Tamu. whether it's working with your professors, whether it's in your student organization, whether it's here at Dusty Camp, or whether it's living in the residence halls. And so I do want to stress this concept of independence taking advantage of your opportunities, and developing this concept of resiliency as we move forward here. So if there's one message here that, um, so we talked about that all together, but, you know, as we move through here, you know, what is um, one last bit of, like, information our, our viewers are going to want to listen to is move-in, right? Let's, so let's end up here. Let's talk about moving here, Manny. When will move-in take place? And I know we may not have everything detailed out yet, but when is move-in move going to occur for those living in the residential learning uh, community, um, which is almost where
2: everyone will be moving into? Right, so move in day is set for August 21st, uh, 2021. Now we do have a a part of our community that will be uh, asked to move in on August 20th, which is Friday. Uh, one of the things that we found this past year, uh, and, and I, I will say thanks to you know, the, the different COVID guidelines that we had, we explored a different move-in experience for our students that not only was it a lot smoother and quicker for them, it literally just required them to stop by, pick up their key and go. And it was a drive-through experience where you completed all of your paperwork prior to your arrival to Laredo. You drove in, you literally drove up to one of our RAs. They handed you your key and you went straight into your apartment. And so that's awesome. The check-in experience was (laughs) five minutes tops. So, yeah, um, we, we found that it was very, very successful to split it up into two days to give our students enough time to move in, to feel comfortable, and then quickly make sure that they picked up their key and moved in memorable
1: experiences all around, especially move-in day, especially if you're a parent or family member, right? Like this idea of empty nest, it's going to be very difficult for you as a parent or family member leaving your student perhaps for the first time ever. And so there are support structures there. We will um have additional opportunities for you to connect, uh, especially during parent orientation. So small plug, we do have opportunities for parents to connect through orientation this summer. Uh, There are some of them are one hour sessions. And then we have a full day orientation for parents as they both in English and in Spanish, where they can connect with professionals and ask them about um, this move in um, and what to expect and really to what to expect with empty nest syndrome and or uh, leaving your little baby behind, right? Like I think that can be challenging in and of of itself. So Um, So thank you very much, both of you today, uh, Jaden and Manny, for this conversation, which I think is super enlightening. If I could put a plug um, to uh, visit our friends at Housing and Residence Life, I'm assuming there's a couple of leases left, not many, but a couple.
2: Right. We are very limited on spaces now. We're we're getting close to filling up the residential learning community, so it's very important to submit your application. Check us out at TamiUliving.com and submit your application as soon as possible. We are checking that. Uh, those applications on a daily basis and sending out contracts and obviously if if any student or parent ever has any questions they can reach us at 956-326-1300 or via email at housing at tamu.edu. wonderful that website once again here it's housing at tamu.edu and for uh, those that love to be on social media, check us out <laughs> at you Living. Uh, we share a lot of content on our social media pages.
1: Yeah, they're, they're also, also very creative. And you can see some of their past programming that they've had in the past um, uh, with their residents, assistants, etc. So once again, thank you, Jaden, very much for coming in and providing the student perspective, which I think is so unique. Uh, and wish you the best of luck this summer as an orientation leader. Uh, And and thank you, Manny, for for coming in as well. You know, we are very thankful that all of you have chosen uh, to join our TAMIU family. We are all committed to your success. Feel free to stop by the Student Center 224 and visit with us in the Office of Student Orientation, Leadership, and Engagement. All of us want to see you succeed, and that's what we're here to help you do. We want to thank you for joining us for this um, shared Dusty Camp experience and orientation experience over the family. And thank you for joining our TAMIU family. We want you all to have a wonderful Dusty Camp experience and navigate the resources that are put into place to assist you as you create your unique Tim U experience. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Talk and Dusty podcast. We hope to see you soon. Dustum Devils.